Welcome to Mary Liar Talks, a podcast that discusses mental health and spiritual well-being. Before we jump in, there may be episodes that are particularly sensitive for some listeners. And if that applies, then I hope you'll be able to join me whenever you feel ready and able. Today's episode is part two of Unraveling Anxiety. And I'm with Susie Williams, a person-centered psychotherapist who's just passionate about self-discovery, self-development and personal growth. In part one, Susie shared about different ways anxiety can express itself and how to gauge when to reach out for that extra support. We also explored some techniques that can be used to help deal with the physical symptoms of anxiety. Before closing, we started to look at dealing with the underlying root causes, which can mean revisiting earlier experiences in childhood. Let's join in the conversation. Sadly, one of the things that came to my mind was how it's almost like a running joke for someone to visit uh, a mental health professional. They're always going to bring up their childhood. But there is there is a reason for that. And as you were talking, it was just reminding me that it's true that people shouldn't dismiss or try and fix the now because it's they're, what they're experiencing is in the now. It actually is the history behind it has formed from way back and therefore you have to go way back to be able to address it and address it effectively so um yeah yeah I I I get why you know um you know childhood experiences Mm. or that exploration goes can go back to the past yeah absolutely and you know you're so right because there is a stigma about you know therapy and childhood Mm. you know but A supportive therapist is not going to allow you to, I wouldn't say not going to allow you, but in response to treating anxiety, what we're looking for is just the, you know, the origins and to then Mm. be able to reframe it, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm of the standpoint of, uh, imagine a garden, Mm. a garden that has grown sort of out of control. You know, you go out, you cut the garden, you cut the grass and, Mm. you know, you get rainfall and then within a few weeks it's back, you know, and it's even growing even more wild and the weeds are coming out. You know, mm-hmm. these weeds are coming out because they have not been plucked out. Yeah. So it's sort of a similar, you know, process for working to find out the origins of your beliefs and your perceptions. Mm-hmm. It's going into the childhood to investigate where it all started and to reframe, which is symbolic to the plucking out of those weeds, mm. which are showing up in my current life now and creating mm. anxiety. But um, I, I just want to say that not all anxiety stems from childhood, but yeah. it is a treatment that can be used to, you know, sort of explore and help to conceptualize the anxiety because we want to look at the back ground and you know where things have stemmed from and what might be keeping your anxiety going so it's Mm. it is necessary just to say that sure so Susie like um based on your experience um I'm assuming that so many of your clients um you have to deal with anxiety basically you have to address that or it comes up so it's not a question but I guess I just want to get a sense of how how common does it come up and when it comes up and you do you do treat it you know Mm. with your clients how long does that process take yeah Yeah. 
Well, very yeah. Yeah. I mean, it comes up a lot. Anxiety is very, very common. My goodness, mm. it's it's you know, it's really common. Um, mm. and in terms of you know how quick people can mm. you know how people respond. And I'm thinking more about the root cause in terms yeah. of addressing it, not not the outward, more physical manifestations mm-hmm. that you talked about earlier. It's about, okay, if you really want to get it treated, so it's yeah. not that you're managing it or you're controlling it, you're actually overcoming it and it's no longer something that you experience because of those past issues that are you know manifesting themselves from anxiety I guess so how long could that process take if it's going to be if someone was to go to a professional like yourself Mm. and I'm experiencing anxiety um Mm. actually let me give a yeah uh, an example so I know someone and actually I know several people who have a phobia when it comes to flying yeah and one person that I know Mm. they fly but oh my goodness um it's it's a traumatic Mm. event you know they're thinking about it days before their flight if they're the kind of person that if they were sat next to a stranger on Mm. the plane they would grab that stranger's arm Mm. and squeeze it you know because that's how bad it is and then you've got another person that does not fly you know so they're very limited in terms of when it goes to on holidays, when it comes mm. to traveling, they only go local. And for me, it's, it frustrates me and it saddens me that how mm. people, including myself, can mm. be affected by anxiety. Mm. And if it can be addressed as, as what you're saying, and I do believe it, it can be addressed, then it's from that, it's from that, I guess that's the context of me asking, you know, like from your experience, how long could that process take for mm-hmm. treatment? So it's not even just managed and controlled, it's actually dealt with. And yeah, managed. yeah. And I think that's to do with the severity and the level of the anxiety sure. that the person is experiencing. So, you know, mm. you get two scenarios, one who flies, but mm. whilst flying, it's very discomforting for them. And then one who does not fly at all, you know, Mm. which could be a more deeper, deeper issue. So in in terms of therapy, you you know, you would want to explore, again, my approach would be to explore the origins, yeah, and Mm. to, to, you know, to sort of look at what could be sustaining the the, the anxiety. And that Mm. might be to do with, you know, lifestyle factors, like, Mm. you know, continuing to avoid exposing yourself to the situation. Yeah. So just to say, it it varies. We all heal at different rates. We all respond Mm. differently to treatment. Mm. And from my experience, I've seen clients who come in and they've got anxiety that is related to, might be work-related stress that's created Mm. the anxiety. Um, And so that the therapy might be shorter the length of therapy might be shorter but someone's someone else's anxiety may stem from um, a traumatic event that happened again sorry to say the word Mm. but in childhood Mm. which would need revisiting and reframing which might take longer Mm -hmm. so that's just to say that you know we all respond differently and I never really allocate a time when I'm working with with clients you know, mm. because also my approach is also very person centered. And mm. so that is to allow the individual to find 
that power within themselves to drive the process, you know, and and it's about discovering those abilities, you know, to heal, to self-heal and to overcome, you know, your challenges. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I never really give a time on things in um, treatment with clients. I mean, that's good because some people, when they go about going for let's just say counseling therapy they tend to go they tend to have them in batches you know like six sessions eight sessions so I guess it's always good to not necessarily see it as an ongoing thing you know but something that someone can go to until they're at that point of let's call it freedom is that fair to say yeah freedom you know um they're in control of the anxiety because as you said at the the start you know anxiety is something that it it doesn't go away and that's and that's to say that anxiety is a it's a normal human emotion that we experience but it's, it's more about okay how do I manage this how do I you know take control of my thoughts to alleviate the symptoms and to get through my day-to-day life and enjoy a fulfilling life without anxiety in the background crippling me and lastly are there any like parting words that you would like to say or share with anyone who's listening who Let's say they actually have a, they have anxiety to the level that's actually crippling them. Is there anything you would want to say? I would want to say to that person to reach out, Mm. reach out for help and talk, talk about what's going on in your current life. You know, Mm. reach out for support. There's support all around. Support can come from friends, family, you know, neighbours, obviously depending on how comfortable you feel, but I would say reach out for help and support to help you work through it, to help you understand why you're anxious. Mm. And I, you know, I know I said before, it doesn't go away. You know, let let me just rephrase that. Anxiety um, can be diminished. Mm. Yeah. But it may rear its head now and again, but because you've dealt with your core, the core issues, the root issue, you now have control, you've gained control over it. You know how it comes, you know how it shows up in your life, you know what tr- what your triggers are. But in order to get there, you do need support, you, you know, I wouldn't advise suffering in silence. Mm. Yeah, reach out. There are support lines, support lines such as, you know, no panic, helplines that you can call if you're feeling anxious. There's Anxiety UK, you know, there's Rethink Mental Health who are a helpline that offer info and advice on mental health issues. There's the Samaritans who you can call 24-7 if you're experiencing panic attacks or, you know, you feel stuck and you don't know how to, you know, what your next step is. Mm. So reach out, you know, and I just also want to say that um, as a Christian woman, you know, in times of when I might feel anxious, you know, Mm. my point of call is to go to the Father. Um, My faith has helped me in times when I've been anxious. And there is a a, a Bible verse that says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And it's just knowing that for me, God cares for me. So talking to God, praying about, you know, what might be bothering me is a starting point for myself. And if you're not, if you, you know, if you're not a Christian, reach out to someone who, you know, cares about you, Mm. you know, because that person may be able to direct you, you know, to the right place where you can receive support and help. Yeah. Thank you, Susie. Um, I love how, you know, you just talked about making sure that that person reaches out for that support, that level of support, because it's out there. 
there's so much out there. So, so reach out. Don't suffer in silence. You can overcome this. Love it especially those final words. Thank you so much for sharing your experience and even touching on the fact that if someone does have faith, if someone is a Christian, you know, they can also talk to Father God and um, apply that scripture in their, in their daily lives. Here's a spiritual wellness tip that you can meditate on. It's 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, and reads... Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Thank you for listening. Do follow and join me again next time on Mary Lyre Talks Beyond the Smile.